Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta, and together we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are going to dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback, so let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey guys, back here with Namesh, this is Sethi, and today's episode I think is going to be hopefully very informational, and hopefully it's going to help a lot of folks, which are people who are about to have their first child, and kind of the genesis of this was actually just over the past weekend, I was having dinner with a few couples, and one of them in particular was about to have their first child. And by the end of the dinner, everyone was thinking, hey, you know, we should go around the horn and share maybe one piece of advice that we can give to this new couple. And I think there's definitely a lot of advice Namesh and myself can give to fathers. But I think actually this advice, I think, will be relevant to both the, both, um, the husband and the, and the wife or both parents in, in your situation. So... Um, you know, I think there's so many things to kind of share and it's hard to boil it down to one. So I figured maybe you and me, Namesh, we can kind of just maybe throw off our top three. And uh, I'd love to kind of hear some of the things that you're having to say. But um, I mean, I'm sure you get this a lot too, right? Yeah, I mean, I do. I do and I don't. I think people are, I think people who ask for advice and want feedback are just positioning themselves so well to be better parents because they are realizing that they don't know everything and they're open to that feedback. So I do think sometimes I I get that question, but I do feel like a lot of folks are kind of either shy or not as vulnerable to ask that question. Um, So it's kind of cool that you're able to have that experience this weekend. Yeah. And maybe, maybe now that you said that, maybe it was kind of us pushing the feedback because I do think a lot of people <laughs> like to give unsolicited advice. But with that being said, I think we can have fun with it. So yeah. um, for me, you know, when I was trying to think about the types of advice that I would give, especially because I feel like there's a lot of great advice you can get from books, but I was trying to figure out what are some things that I really started to realize, especially now that, um, you know, I've been a, a dad for over six years and trying to think back to like that first day. And and it's really interesting because I feel like as a father, you know, everyone would always ask me, like, oh, how does it feel? You know, like you're about to be a dad. And I still to this day felt like, you know, it didn't really become real until the moment I actually saw my son. But um, through that journey and then as he started to get older, I started to realize that I kind of had this mindset where, you know, I'm reading some of these books and I really want to make sure that I can kind of get my son on this great routine and have him sleep trained and eat well and do all these types of things. And I was starting to really feel like I was getting very laser focused on following this rule book and being, you know, overly rigid. And in those situations, I kind of felt like I wasn't really operating from a place of love. I was kind of operating from a place of like, Hey, I got to do these things so that he ends up being like this really, perfect, well-balanced child. And so I think my first piece of advice to a new parent is to just default to love. What that means for me is like when you are in a situation and you're about to do something and you're asking yourself like, you know, and you're starting to see the resistance, right? Like I think when the kid is in a happy mood, it's very easy to kind of just continue that, that rhythm. But when they start to whine or cry and you don't know what's going on, I think it's very 
maybe parental of us to then try to go back to the rule book and kind of force our ways to kind of get them into this box. And I would say, cause I realized I did that a number of times. And I think in retrospect, I wish I would have just kind of taken a step back, you know, assess the situation and really kind of just default to like, well, what can I do that's going to really show this child like, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm just a loving supporting figure right now. And if you need to cry, I'm there for you. If you need to like, have a little tantrum or do what you need to do. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to be like in your space and I'm going to be supportive. So it's kind of a abstract saying or exact extract piece of advice. But I think if, if you are in that situation to like just default to kind of what can I do in a more loving embrace versus just trying to follow a rule book, I think that can help in the long run. Yeah, that's great. I like that default to love. I think it's a very powerful piece of advice. And I think I'll start my first piece of advice. Um, it's a good segue to mine, which is, is tangentially related, which is essentially trusting your gut, but knowing that you don't know everything. So what I mean by that is no one is going to know your kid better than you and, you and your partner will. That's just the reality of it. And regardless of who tries to tell you things about your kid or how things are, are supposed to be, quote unquote, you know your kid the best. And as a result, you should trust your gut. And what I mean by that is we have very instinctual feelings about a lot of things. And it could be when you think your, your child is sick to when your child may not be feeling well to when your child is feeling sad or happy, et cetera. Trust your gut and really believe in yourself enough to know that you brought this child into the world and you know how they're feeling. Now you're gonna have to do the work, don't get me wrong. You're gonna have to spend time with your kid. You're gonna, try to, you're gonna have to try to understand your kid. You're gonna have to ask questions that really suss out how your kid's feeling, but trust your gut. And the second part of that is, at the same time, understand that you don't know everything and be open to asking people what you don't know. Pride should always be put aside when it comes to your child, always. There should never be this prideful attitude on your end where it's like, well, you know, he or she's my kid, I know what's best, and I am gonna not put my pride aside because it's important for me to be right. At the end of the day, like your kids, interest is is paramount and a lot of times you're going to be wrong but be okay with being wrong so yeah. that piece of advice is uh, again twofold trust your gut but know that you don't know everything and ask for help i love that man and i think what i love about that is again i think it helps people to just realize that you know even though this is a new experience there are a lot of things that you probably already know and you kind of have to give yourself credit for. I think it kind of is just a good thing to think about to kind of just build that self-confidence because it is a very new experience. And I think a lot of us kind of just think, oh my God, because it's so new, I'm going to be the worst at it. Like a lot of people always will tell me or sometimes will say, I don't know if I'm going to be a good parent. And then I look at them and I'm be like, man, you've been a great friend or you've been a great you know, brother or you've been a great whatever. Like it's already in you it's just going to be shaped a little bit differently. So I really like the trust in the gut. And then the pride one, I think is really, really important because yeah, there is just so much that you're learning. And even for me, like I would have situations where I felt like other people, you know, in-laws, whomever would kind of give advice. And I think I would be really resistant to it because I'm thinking, Hey, you know, I know what I'm doing here or I read the books as well, but 
again, I think if I can just kind of think of what, what you're saying, you know, trusting my gut, but all the, at the same time being, you know, open, kind of putting my pride to the side and, you know, kind of, again, defaulting to love, I feel like I'll come out, come from a better place that's ultimately going to give, you know, my child like the right attention and like the right level of support. So I really like that. And I feel like that also kind of helps transitions to my next one, which is, you know, a lot of people think, you know, the, Hey, this, you know, this child chose you, right? Like, you know, this is the first time you're, you know, this child is having a, a parent. Well, this is the first time you are being a father or you are being a parent. And I think that's a really important thing to also be mindful of. And I feel like it segues from what you're talking about, which is, you know, not just trusting your gut, but because this is your first time being a father or a parent, you know, go easy on yourself. I think it's really, you know, easy to kind of think, especially when things are snowballing and, you know, baby's crying and they're not eating and they're not sleeping and it's three in the morning and you're exhausted and you're just thinking like, I'm like the worst parent and I'm never going to be good at this. And I just feel like it's in those moments that you have to just remind yourself like, Hey, like this is your first time too. And it's okay that things aren't going to work out. If anything, it's probably the most normal that things aren't working out and to just remind yourself to just go easy and, you know, give yourself some time, just like you would give your, your child time to kind of work through their emotions. I think it's really important that parents give themselves individual time to work through their, <clears throat> you know, their potential um, struggles. And I think through doing that and just being a little bit more kind and more gentle and more easygoing on yourself, you're going to enjoy the journey a lot more and you're not going to be so worked up. So I think it's just really important to think about this is your first time. You've learned a lot. You're hopefully going to have a lot of support, but even when those times don't go so well, it's going to be okay. And just have a little, you know, um, have a more tender, loving touch to yourself. Cause I think that's going to definitely help to give you a better foundation for the long run. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think it's interesting in today's day and age where we are perfectionists in, in our own rights and we want to get things, you know, we want to get, we want to be perfect and we want to get things right. And it's kind of hard to just take it easy on yourself. And interestingly enough, this is a good segue into my second one, which is, you know, the, I think what you talked about is essentially removing avenues of self-guilt, right? Guilt is such a powerful thing that can really just drive you down. And especially when that guilt comes from yourself, where it's like, man, I should have done this, or I should have done this. Back to your point, like, you know, be easy on yourself and understand that this is your first time. My second piece of advice is remove external avenues of guilt, right? So the same way that you are able to make yourself feel guilty, there are external folks, whether they're our family members or, whether they're books or talk shows or what have you that make you feel guilty for not doing a certain thing for your child or for your child not hitting a certain milestone or, you know, your child not doing this or that. Just be very careful on where the sources of guilt are for in your life, specifically where the avenues of unhappiness are in your life as it relates to other people, right? Because what happens is when there's a disconnect between what you expect and what actually happens, that's when friction occurs. 
And a lot of these expectations are being developed by people that you don't really care for. And even if you do care for, you're different then. And what may make someone else happy or what may what they may like is completely different from what you like. So why enable them either directly or indirectly to set the expectations that you're trying to meet? So the second piece of advice is really control the external avenues of guilt, whether they are directly being placed upon you through actual individuals or indirectly being placed on you either through those same individuals or things that you read. Dude, I really love that because I feel like that is something that I think we're all quote unquote guilty of. And I think what also is interesting is, yeah, there's the direct, but I do feel like the indirect actually comes a lot in my, you know, observations through comparisons where these, you know, where parents are seeing other people or again, if they're watching things, they're hearing things and they're comparing themselves to all these people and they're thinking, oh man, like I'm again, not the greatest parent because of A, B, C, and D. And I think it'd be really interesting because I feel like when we had, I don't know exactly at what time, but I feel like at one point, like my wife was like, I, that's it, I'm getting off Instagram. And I feel like that was probably a lot of where that was coming from, like this comparison factor. And it's like, well, look what this mom is doing or what these people are doing. And I always tell people like Instagram is just like, it's the highlight reel. Like you don't really, you never really see like the real stuff going on. But I think this is a really important point because you're right. Like there's so many different factors that can kind of influence people. And I don't think it's a question of like, who's better or who's not. I think it's just a question of like, look, everyone's different. And I think it's, we should celebrate differences. But if you find that that celebration is not happening and now it's becoming more internal and it's becoming something that's causing you to create self-doubt, then I definitely think, you know, you need to maybe remove some of those things from your life for a period of time so that you can really focus on yourself, focus on your relationship with your child. And this actually brings me to my last point, which I think is really important, which is when I feel like a person in a family has their first child, the world revolves around that child, which, you know, seems to be the most important thing to do because obviously this child can't really do anything for themselves. I think there's a very potential slippery slope here where you start to do everything for your kid and individually the parents are doing everything for their kid and all of a sudden they're no longer doing anything for themselves and for each other. And I think it's really important that even though you have a kid and especially as you start to have two, three more kids, you can never stop prioritizing yourself and prioritizing your, your, your relationship. And it may sound selfish, but I, I really feel like it comes from a good place because one, if you give yourself the, the right amount of attention and time, whether that's, you know, still focusing on some of your side hobbies and you're going to have to cut some things back. It's impossible to do everything you were doing before, but you're going to have to cut some things back and still find those things that I think are important to you. I truly believe if, if a father, for instance, is still having the time to, you know, go and work out if that's important to them or fish or do the things that they really care about, that is going to make a person a lot more enjoyable. That person's going to come back motivated to be a better father and be in, and more engaged with their family. And then you also want to put a ton of time into the relationship because at the end of the day, it was you and your spouse that brought this child into the world. And I, as much of, in my opinion, the things that you try to say to your children, 
I truly believe they're not going to remember what they heard you say, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. And so if they see you and your spouse not gelling, not still finding that connection, they're going to feel like, in my opinion, <clears throat> this environment has changed. And this environment is now something that is kind of their new reality. And I think what's really important is that this child sees that, like, look, it was this loving embrace that brought you into this world. And it's this loving embrace that's going to continue to help you grow. So in my, in my mind, like it's a pyramid. It starts with making sure you're taking care of yourself. Right below that is making sure you're connecting with your partner and you guys are on like the best page. And then below that is the kids. And through that, that's what they're seeing. They're always seeing this great example of you being like individually strong as well as you as a parental couple being you know, this shining kind of example for them to, to ultimately emulate as they get older and they start to build their relationships. Yeah, I like that. And it's funny because um, I was one of those people who asked for advice. And I remember you and Netta actually gave Smita and myself that advice, which was, um, you know, make sure that you essentially cater to each other, right? Like make sure you think about each other because it's very, easy to to ignore that and we we know we took that to heart um and it was great advice and i think it's it's awesome how we have segues into each each of each other's advice um, yeah this is this is unplanned i know <laughs> i know this is like really cool um you know this is awesome but anyways so the last piece of advice which is related is one thing you'll quickly realize and that's why i won't use it as as a piece of advice is that every kid is different right like some kids may be more athletic. Some kids may be more, you know, academically inclined. Some may be more energetic, some not. So it's very hard to apply a blanket level, you know, blanket level anecdotes, if you will, to, or not anecdotes, but just blanket level feedback to a particular child, right? Like I can't say, well, you know, your kid should go to sleep at this time or you should do this for your kid because all kids are different. The advice here, though, is you also have to factor in that all couples are different. So what may work for one couple may not work for another couple. And I think what people don't realize is that when you do get that one piece of advice for the child, right, you have to then also add the layer of how it will affect the couple as well. So like to give you an example, like some people would always some, you know, some advice that we would hear is, okay, just when you have a kid early on, just take that kid out and make, and just expose that kid to kind of the hustle and bustle of the outside world and take that kid out to dinner. Uh, you can go early, you can put that kid in the bassinet, and then you and your significant other can enjoy um, a meal. And I think that's great advice. But the reality is, if the couple doesn't really like to go out to dinner together and instead take walks, that advice falls apart. So not the best example, but the point I'm trying to make is there should always be an added layer on, okay, well, this is advice for kids. And yes, you want to do what's in the best interest of your child, but at the same time, all couples are different. And what may work for one child and one couple may not work for a similar child but a different couple. And it's very important to understand where you and your significant other fall as it relates to 
someone else who may be giving you that advice or maybe applying some advice that was given to them. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like what you said, right? You kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. And I think whether it's for your kids or for you and your significant other, I think it's really important that you, you kind of take what you think is going to be the best and you got to trust your gut. Cause at the end of the day, you obviously have been in this relationship with that person for some time. So obviously you guys know what gels well with you. And then with your child, you guys are going to have insight that nobody else will have. So I, I think that is, it's a great, it's a great tip. And I think um, it's a great way to end this call because again, I think for us, what we wanted to make sure we could do for a lot of people is, is really just share, you know, as fathers, you know, we've been doing this now for some, a number of years and, and there's been a lot of things that we've learned and this is by no mean like the final list, but I think these six things are, I think are really important and hopefully they'll help everyone on their journey. Any final thoughts? No, that was great. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed The Empathetic Man. Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic. They can be a man, woman, it doesn't matter. The goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time. Now, we would also love your feedback. If you can, give us your feedback on the Apple iTunes. You can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast. That way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic. Thank you again so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.